All right. Welcome to the More About Jesus podcast. This is season two, episode two. Now, I don't know if this is the best way to keep track of... See, I know some podcasts do seasons, or they just do episodes throughout their whole lifetime so they can get up to level like 500 episodes or whatever but i i I don't know this is how i want to do it maybe i'm bad just tell me anyways my name is al martins and i'm here with my partner as always daniel dunbar i am daniel dunbar yes i am daniel dunbar and i am orange Uh, i had my ring light blow up on me just as we started so i had to grab another light and it's casting somewhat of an orange shadow on me my Walmart one. No, it was Dollar Store. No. Giant Tiger. One of those kind of cheap stores. <laughs> That's where I got mine. Ours, so I, I would expect free. it to blow up too. <laughs> this one was free. Yeah, we got it through Brandy's Sipology tea thing. I was like... Sipology tea thing? Yeah, well, she does... Uh, she also sells Sipology teas. So Sip? Like S... S-I-P. I, I heard Z for a second. Oh, like, not zip, not zip, sip, sip. Hey, why don't we call ZZ Top ZZ Top if Canada we say Z for... Because they're American. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if, you know, sort of sort of like if you go over to like uh, uh, England or, or Ireland and they call it a zebra instead of a zebra for the animal really i'm like i never heard that that's weird but that's bizarre yeah, i work with an irish person and so i'm like uh really <laughs> but that's okay i like the irish yeah yeah so what uh kind of week did you have two weeks um, well, it's I know been... mine were trash, so we're not going to go over that again because it's bad <laughs> weather. My job is physical right now, and I feel old. But yeah. I, I've been making it through, so yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, no, I. Um, it's been kind of it's slowed down quite a bit. Um, it's warmed up, which is nice. So you know Woo-hoo. we've been hitting like plus degrees for the last few days, and but now we're going to head back into um, days of. Uh, uh, arctic chill again and hitting minus 20 overnight or something like that so yeah yeah so it's been it's been kind of nice to have like a few days reprieve and get caught up with some stuff in the shop but yeah it's just to keep you from losing hope yeah yeah exactly it's like we don't usually i think that i had a theory about the weather i don't know if i talked about that because they always show like weeks in advance it's gonna get to zero yeah. But then it never does. Yeah. And I think that's like a law. Somewhere secretly written that says, okay, give them that. Because we don't know 10 days what the weather's going to be. But yeah. if you just say up there, it's going to be about probably plus one or maybe plus minus one. one. We're like, can't wait. Plus one in but five days. Plus they one. They know it'll probably never get there. But at least it gives us, we don't despair of life completely. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's going to be minus 30 for like five days, five, six days. Oh, no, I'm just going to end it right now. Oh, but look, on the sixth day, it's going to be plus one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a sketch I saw about that, like on 22 Minutes or one of the Canadian comedy groups. Yeah, and the, and that's exactly what they talked about. The fact that they, you know, let's 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 bring out a plus one just for just just for kicks and giggles. So or Rick Mercer, <laughs> maybe that's what it was. It was it was something was. like that. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, yep, that's Canada. That's Canada right there, and that's our weather people. So yeah, but here in the states, watching or listening, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you one for you get guys that is like really cold because you guys work in freedom units or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Standard time. Yeah, I don't know who else uses Fahrenheit. I guess it's not, they're not the only people that. Pretty much. But I, I don't know. My that's, why, that's why they call it freedom units. Oh, I never freedom knew that. Freedom units. Oh, I, I've heard some people saying freedom units. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so to continue off of what we had like two weeks ago, how have you been lightly salted this last two weeks? I mean, salt, or, salt or light? Let's just call it. We we, we have to be lightly, lightly salted, salted, salty and light. Yeah, so that way, if we're being uh, um, lightly salted for 
you know. My personal choices over the last few months have culminated into the point where I am only on Twitter. I am only, that's my only social media. For a while, I tried TikToking and I, I was trying to be positive and stuff, but I keep getting sucked into the polarizing debates. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't participate in them, but I, there's a part of me that likes that. So the old version of me, what was the first, like, so we're talking pre-system reboot, Al. I was the first to comment when I didn't agree with you. Or to point out your bad theology or to start a fight about a thing. And I've been slowly working my way away from that. And now I'm actually to the point, and it was actually, it was a song by uh, Rich Mullins called Brother's Keeper. I'll I'll post it in our Discord, which you got to get in, by the way. But our uh, it's just an awesome song about his choice not to be the one who's judging his brothers and sisters. Mm, yeah. And and so I just for my own personal mental health don't want to be a part of any of that anymore. So mm-hmm. I know there's arguments that are right and wrong on both sides of things, whether they're conservative or liberal or whether they're theologically fundamentalist or whether they're this or that. And I don't I'm making the choice to not be a part of that anymore. I want to just be positive and be a light. That's it. Ah. And maybe that's, I don't know. It's kind of, I'll admit it's hard for me because I can get sucked in. So for me, the feminism debate or, you know, the rights of women in the church and stuff, I want to jump in on that fight. Yeah, yeah. But I'm actually feeling more and more like the people that believe what they believe aren't going to change based on what I say. Unless yeah. they come to me and ask me questions, what do you believe about this? I'm struggling with this. Mm. Let's talk. But now I'm not going out of my way to try to, because I know for me, the change didn't come from someone arguing at me. The changes in my life came from God kicking me in the, in the teeth or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually, usually what happens, like when you're going up against somebody, um, who is like that and you're trying to change their minds, that's not, that's actually going to cement them further into their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's, uh, that's, that's what I found is that, that you, you met with this hard resistance. Um, and it's like, you know what, maybe God has to work on both of us to try to, to try to figure out how to make this work. Right. And that's, you know, that's totally fine. That's totally and- fine. The biggest admission is the need to be understood or to be like, that's a weakness in a sense. Cause I couldn't, I I want so much for you to get it the way I do. Mm. It makes so much sense to me. Why don't you see this? And it's like a need to be understood. Uh, Audrey Assad has a song about that, that deliver me. That's just so powerful. And she keeps listing all these things. And that's one of the things from the need to be understood, deliver me. Oh God, from that fear, you know, those kind of thing. It's like a insecurity Mm. that I'm getting over. So you know what? I don't, I don't care if you don't agree with me. That's fine. Doesn't hurt me. And if you want to talk both sides of an issue in love, I'm good with that. But I'm not going to try to change anyone's mind. No, I, I mean, does it, it sound like a cop out? Well, no, no, not not a, not a cop out. But I would say that you know, f- trying to force somebody else to change to what you're thinking that that's never gonna that's never gonna fly. It's never gonna fly, right? I mean, trying to force somebody to do it, no. Mm-hmm. That's that's being a Bible bully. Uh, oh, there you go. Oh, and uh, hey, I don't think Jesus does that, or God Himself does. He would explain his position, right? And I mean, God, Jesus did everything out of love, and every—I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> to be quite honest, I have no clue how he did it. I am so far removed from that time frame and that culture that it's—it's too—it's too hard for me to try to figure out how he did it. Mm-hmm. Right. 
That's and nuts. in sandals, all in sandals. And in sandals. Well, it's it's warmer over there. <laughs> I mean, if it was here, it would be in mukluks. So, or Crocs. I think you would. Well, Crocs. maybe not. <laughs> no, that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> um, no, Jesus. Well, and I, I guess the what are they? Uh, Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. Oh, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, some knockoff ones though, because he wouldn't spend that much. Yeah. 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 That's a tangent, eh? Yeah, that was that was quite the tangent. Yeah, yeah. So for for myself, for being lightly salted, um, actually, I was pretty convicted um, after we did our talk last week, and God really convicted me with some stuff. So there is a, um, I was asked probably a couple days before we did our podcast to go help somebody within our church move, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm just like. No, I'm way too busy. This is like, that's going to take time out of my day. I got to like schedule everything around that. And then I hear God in the background. It's like, yeah, but you're supposed to bring the fourth, the God flavors of the world. You're supposed to be a light. And if you can't do this with the other Christians within your church, that's what we discussed. And that's, that was the revelation from the last, from the last podcast that we had. And it's like, then you're going to suck at doing this with other people. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm texting back. I was like, okay, so yes, I'm coming to help move so-and-so move. <laughs> so that's a step for me uh, to becoming lightly salted and trying to remember that, that I have to practice this stuff first within my church community, right? And that's just, that's something that I'm going to have to work on um, because, you know, a lot, a lot of times, uh, we are very, very selfish with our times and our needs and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so I got to, I got to remember to not be so selfish, especially since I know that it's on a Saturday and my Saturdays are chocked full of everything that I have to do in preparation for Sunday. So yeah, it's just, you know what? It's three, four hours of my day. It's in the morning. Yeah, I can do it. I can help out. Absolutely. So that's a hard one for me though. Moving to a, I'm not. Yeah. Usually I'm pretty tired. Yeah. Yeah. On the on the weekend. Mm. But then I remember what it's like when people help me and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I better. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a and this it is... always ends up being cool, like you have fun or whatever, and oh, they yeah. give you pizza or whatever. So that's good. Well, Pizza's I'm not, always good. I'm not even worried about that with these with uh with with uh this person. I mean, she's she's a recovering drug addict who um we're we're moving her to a place uh, with somebody else that will help her, and if she can afford to actually live in and afford to eat and stuff. Like one of the other members of our church is actually managing her finances for her because she knows oh, she wow. can, she she cannot she does not have the mental capability to do it in such a way without her winding up being homeless yet again. So we're you know this is this is one person in our church that we can help, and I mean we're not a huge church right now as it is. I mean like most most churches like uh, post post COVID there I said it and we're after thirty seconds in so yeah YouTube's not really gonna care now. Um, so post you know post post COVID I mean we're still stuck in the middle of this thing. Uh, two years in, thank you very much. Uh, that we have we have. Uh, um, you know, maybe 20% of the people in our church actually attending. So we went from, I'd say 100, 120, 140 people down to like 20, maybe, people. So give or take 20%. And that seems to be pretty average talking to a lot of other churches. Um, But the interesting thing is that our online uh, Zoom call this past week, we had probably about half of the people that that actually attended on Zoom for our church were actually, um, uh, yeah, so like half the population of the church was actually on Zoom. And the other half was wow. actually in person. So I mean, yeah, we're we're trying That's to pretty well. Yeah, we're trying to embrace the whole hybrid church thing, where we're doing both, so we can we can do it live on Zoom as well. So well, that's it's, that's how it's going to have to go, right? I, I have compassion for churches to figure something out because it's hard. And not not all of them have a technological guy that can help them figure out all this stuff. They've they're just I've seen churches that use an iPhone or whatever. Hey, if that's what that's you got, it, hey, that's, that's what you I got. Do. That's all I can do. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, that's the easiest, most simple way to do it. 
Why not? I mean, you have it. You use the technology that you have uh, at, at your disposal. I mean, our our church personally does not have the technology for it. I have the technology for it that I'm bringing to the church. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, my you know this, this camera, um, my my laptop all gets taken in there, and because like our church's laptop that's in there is meant just for overheads, and that's pretty much what it'll do. I mean, it is <laughs> it is so old; it's still running running like Windows. What was before seven? It actually might Vista. just be. No, it's actually it is seven. It's it's Windows seven. I never upgraded. Yeah, I think Vista's not even supported anymore. But no, seven still no, will run. No, and seven. Well, I I did get a notification on the church's computer that it can be updated to Windows ten. You know, you can update to Windows ten, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that our overhead our overhead yeah. um, uh, program that we have will probably crash because it wasn't there was like notes on it before saying don't upgrade to windows 10 until you like upgrade your program and it's like last time i tried to upgrade the program they were like your license is expired and so oh so i guess we're not um updating our church's computer <laughs> let's go back to overheads actual overheads oh yeah right so yeah but, yeah no, that? and uh, now our church is actually going to be um i have to put together a list of like this is the kind of laptop that we need, like specs and stuff like that, so that we can actually start looking at them. So and then I don't have to take as much stuff um, with me every every week because I've got like my guitar and gear, and then plus all the streaming gear that I also take. So yeah, need some roadies. Yeah, and that you know, could be a ministry. And you know what? Um, I'm going to say this for this week. Uh, watch our Discord. Um, I'm going to add a zoom link on there for my church. So if you oh, want to do that, yeah. If cool, you want to join sure. our church on Sunday morning, 1030, it's not Pacific time, mountain time, 1030 mountain time, 1030 Edmonton time. I think we're the same as Denver, Colorado. Um, yeah. So you're on mountain tonight, right? Yeah. Now, we're right on now. mountain time. So yeah, if you want to join us. You know what? Join our Discord. I'll put a link on there and somebody either, um, and then maybe even you, you might see, see me. I'll be leading worship this mm -hmm. week. So, and I'll and then doing. come back next week. And if you could tell me what Daniel's wearing, we'll do a free giveaway of some. We'll do it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Free, free giveaway. What, what, what do we give away? <laughs> so here's, here's. Here's a, here's, a, here's, a, here's a free co here's a free coaster that was like a piece of go. like laminate flooring that you can get at, at the sample and bin and, and Home Depot. More about Jesus coaster. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a life hack right there. You go to Home Depot, <laughs> you go to their vinyl flooring section, you pick up a sample because I was looking mm, for samples anyway, that, eh? and these are free. Instant coffee coaster, and it even there has it even has like a vinyl, like a, a rubber mat on the back of it. So, oh, I could use those to make like rolling trays for dice. Ooh, that's one of my little hobbies I like making. Ooh, this one I made. Yeah, that's out of a jam thing or something like. Nice. Or like, a, and so I just you get some uh, dollar store little rubbery things and glue them in the bottom and. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right a nerd thing. <laughs> right. I on. got a few of those. Cool. I could spend all day doing that, but it's not what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so you guys gotta tell us this. If you're listening to this podcast, and I'm gonna tell you more at the end, but uh we really do want to build a community around what we talk about. Uh, not because we're trying to promote anything. It's because this helps us grow and we want to help you grow. And what you have to say about this stuff matters to us. Uh, at least my personal kind of mantra lately has been, I, I don't just want, I don't want to hear famous super preachers anymore. I'm, they have some good stuff to say, obviously, but I find more, more, growth and rewarding talks that's why i do interviews and stuff do with with regular everyday christians because i i grow a little stronger every time i do it we want to know what you have to say and i think that's what makes the church grow not super pastors but i'll do an interview with super pastors 
Yeah, that's right. You can do that. <laughs> I will. So who's first on your list? If you actually, I, I, I do have a few people you on have my a dream list. list? I, I do. I do have a list of people that actually want to. I want to get a hold of, and I wouldn't call them super. Like they're not part of mega churches, but they are. But they, to me, they are uh, pastors and and other church people. Um, they might be more well known. Though. They are well known within. I would say within the vineyard community, uh, first off, and yeah, I would say with with um, yeah, more more so within the vineyard community and some other church. Um, leaders uh, in other denominations probably would also know these people. Uh, but yeah, I, and actually one of them actually has her own podcast. So oh. yeah. So it might be, maybe we can trade off doing interviews for each other. I don't know. I'll yeah, have to, you can get on to, her podcast. I would have to. Do it, do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she is way more biblically knowledge than I am. And she is she is the actually the pastor. And that's the main reason why I want to get uh, her because I mean, especially with, um, uh, us trying to be like equal, like having, having a lot of like equal rights and, and women as pastors and stuff, she would be perfect for it. So, um, yeah, I would very much like to get her. I haven't contacted her at all yet. So, um, but if, if, uh, people within my congregation or the Vineyard Church in Canada, they will probably have guessed who I'm talking about. So, Oh, no, I'm curious. Don't tell me. No, I won't. I'll I won't. It It'll be a surprise. I'll try to figure it out, and then... Uh, yeah, that'll be a surprise. Marvels. Tammy Feebaker. No, oh, you okay, didn't guess no. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a low blow. That's the old me. Old you, yeah. So well, that's other, cool. I'm yeah. excited about that. Yeah. The other thing I grabbed was Brandy has, like when she was in school, she had this huge Bible. And side what it by is, side. So that's two side versions, side. right? That's like four versions. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I've it's seen like one. NIV, NLT, King, the New King James, and the Message all on one page. Wow. How do they fit the Message on the same? That's funny. Well, I mean, it's just like four columns of each. Is that so wordy? So you got like okay. from the New uh, NIV, New Living, King James. New King James is so much more concise. Eh? Look at that. Yeah. Look at look at how much smaller the New King James is for the exact same yeah. passage. That's in the message. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. All the extra. Yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, right. Because yeah, when when she was going to Bible school, uh, that's what that's what we had got her. Because they're like, no, you should really get this Bible. So I'm like, well, yeah, we'll get it anyway, right? It's like, yeah. like, we don't have like 50 Bibles in, well. That was before you had smartphones like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I do, I do prefer going to the analog version. Yeah. So I think if I went to Bible school now, I just want an iPad. Yeah. Then I, I could have all that there. There's something. Then, I don't know. Maybe it, they don't let you have Wi-Fi because they're worried you're going to get influenced by the internet or whatever. <laughs> Because the internet is of the devil. I don't know. See, this is old school. Like when I went, we couldn't have our hair long and the girls had to wear skirts. And yeah, so there was a whole different ball. Of you couldn't have a deck there. of cards. Yeah, no, that's no. you had to sign a sign a sign a uh, thing saying that you wouldn't drink any alcohol while you're going mm -hmm. to school there. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. So let's get into this thing. Sure. Today we are talking about the fulfillment of the law. Jesus in the law. Jesus in the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. <laughs> breaking the what? <laughs> That's what every time he does that in concert. I, when I saw him breaking the what? And everyone goes, law. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay, I'm going to read NLT, Matthew 5, 17 to 20. Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. 
So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. There's lots in there. Yeah, this was uh, up for much debate in my household. Yeah, I, I kind of chatted with Brandy on a little bit here and there, back and forth on Discord. Yeah, and on the Discord, there was actually a, a good row going on this passage as well. And I was like, oh, good. This is what we want. This is what we yeah, want. We want to see some different approaches to what this might mean. Or one of the, the I think the biggest question that, that was brought up was, uh, someone mentioned that the law wasn't written for them. And I jumped on that right away because I, as an ex-fundy, um, dispensationalist, that's my, that was my, that was my go-to. Mm. And we used the expression, that's not my mail. So yeah, that's I could read that, but that's not my mail. That wasn't sent for me. And it was always like a write-off in the sense that... Mm -hmm. But then there's also context involved. So if... So the Apostle Paul wrote epistles, which are just letters to churches. He didn't write them for me. He wrote to the church of... Colossae or Philippi. So they're not yes. directly written to me, but they're written for me in the sense that we believe that he did it influenced by the Holy Spirit. So those things can help me in my Christian life. So it's kind of a mix of stuff, but I definitely wouldn't go so far as to say that the Old Testament law was doesn't ever apply to me. It doesn't, but I guess it can be complicated for some. What do you think? Um, eh. like I said, this was, this was a hotly debated topic within our house over the last few days, but I, I believe that God's law, like it said right there, um, it's not going to pass away. I mean, like heaven and earth are still going to be around. And even after that, God's law is still going to be around. So then it comes down to, but what is God's law? Because like, I mean, that's that was one of the debates uh, uh, Brandy and, and myself were having was like, okay, what is the law then? I mean, is it just like the book of Leviticus? Like, where is it? Where I, I don't get this. I, I like for myself, un, like personally, I'm not understanding like what law? <laughs> What's God's law? And digging it in digging into like even into some of Jesus's teachings it's like I think uh, um, after this is when some of the Pharisees and Sadducees and them all came up to Jesus and they're like okay so which is the greatest law because that was after he did this speech that that they came up to him and they're like so which mm -hmm. is the greatest law and he looks at them and he says well Love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your understanding, every fiber of your being. Love God. Two, love everybody else just as much as you love yourself and you love God. Everything else hangs on this. And I'm like, there we go. That's all we, that this, if we do those two simple things, simple, mm -hmm. let's just say simple. It's not simple for us to do this because, I mean, loving everybody else is, is, it's very, very difficult because um, we're human and we're fallible. We yeah, will, we will fail at this. There's a lot of people that are hard to love in the world. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> on a daily basis, I have customers. I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> I'm like, like, no, really? no, yeah. no, I have to love them. <laughs> I mean, if we want to be realistic from what it's, I mean, it, Jesus says the law of Moses or the writing of the prophets. So I guess that's the Torah. So that would be the Torah. If you want to be technical. So he doesn't, yeah, yeah it doesn't mean the 10 commandments yeah, or uh, just Leviticus. Not, he means just, not just the 10 commandments. All the stuff that God's been telling his people and that they've written down that they have on yeah. record or through. Well, 
true tradition or whatever. I think the I think I I believe um uh somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the Torah was actually just the first 5 books of the Bible. That's uh, the Pentateuch. Okay, I thought that was was oh, that we call it, but they have a then they have a name for it too, which I have not yeah. looked up, but I have friends that are I thought that was the that, Torah that was was like those first five books was like the law, and that's what the Torah basically stood for, um, as far as my understanding. Now looking at that, that's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and I can mm-hmm. totally understand that that's why that would be the laws. But then Pharisees and Sadducees and stuff started adding to the laws later on, right? And that's mm-hmm. where, um. Jesus, you know, in Jesus's time, in Jesus's time, they started, they started coming up with all these extra laws or they had all these extra laws added to God's law. So, uh, this is, this is where a lot of it started to get confusing and everything else. And that's why God's like, or Jesus was like, two, you do these two, everything else, including all the ones that you guys are making up, this will cover it. Sound about right? But, yeah, and, and that's what I believe. But then, they, like, he has this warning in verse 19 that if you ignore this or teach others to do the same, um, then you'll be called least in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, if you're not so, following I mean, the law. I guess people, there's enough of this stuff, enough of this in here to, people will get the feeling that, yeah, yeah, I know this is something we have to latch on to this. Yeah, but, but I think uh, I think we're missing the whole big point about what he means by accomplishing their purpose or the fulfillment of the law. So why why was the law given in the first place? Well, you look you look at um, that's something that is not as easy to grasp, I think, as some people think, because it's they see it as a way of living. Yeah, or. Uh, God's regulations for how to live or whatever um, so that we could meet his standard or whatever. And it's not that simple, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, when, when you, you look back from uh, the time of Moses, when I guess the first law came down on the tablets, right? Or the Ten, the ten Commandments would, probably would have been the first laws. So you had mm-hmm. people who were far removed from uh, Abram. So you had Abram who had the first uh, covenant with God Mm -hmm. with the animal sacrifices and stuff. And then you had uh, Abraham had Isaac. Isaac then had Jacob who later became known as Esau or no, Jacob became Israel. Israel. So Jacob became Israel. Esau was his brother. Esau was his brother. Yeah. The hairy one. Right. Right. Um, So definitely not me. Uh, so Israel then, uh, that was the 12 tribes. The 12 tribes were in Egypt, and then that was the Israelites um, that carried on with with the commitment that God had to Abraham and Abram, Abraham, and his family. Um, but they had been so far removed from them generations throughout this. I mean, even Moses, when he went back to them, he was like 40, 40 years out from uh, when he fled Egypt. He was like, old when he came back. So you're looking at generations who didn't know God, weren't practicing um, their Jewish religion, as far as I am aware. And so when he brought them out into the wilderness, into up to the mountain uh, where, um, where Moses had this revelation uh, with God, because uh, you know, I was like, okay, you told me to go get them. So I went and got them. And I brought them back to you because I don't know what to do next. <laughs> that's why That's why he brought them back to the same mountain that the burning bush was on. And he's like, okay, now what? Um, and then God's like, okay, fine. Uh, you guys have been in Egypt for a really long time. So this is how you're going to have a right relationship with me. Um, here's some basic rules. Let's just do 10. Let's start with 10. There's some basic rules. <laughs> Let's start with these. Okay, because uh, I, I want you guys to get closer to me. This is how you're going to get closer to me. And I also want you to, and this is where they kind of failed at this, I want you to 
share this information with the rest of the world. These laws, these are laws on how to get closer to the God who created everything, the God who led them out of Egypt, the God who totally broke Egypt's back doing it in such a way that Pharaoh was like, you know, because Pharaoh was, Pharaoh was God in their eyes, in the Egyptians' eyes. Pharaoh was God. And then Pharaoh thought he was God until he was met with God's real power. And he broke their back. So this is where um, uh, God was like, okay, you got to take these, share them with everybody. This is how you have a right relationship with God. And unfortunately, they sort of kept it to themselves, and we know all the rest of the story that happened, and up until Jesus. So, and that's why Jesus had to come to sort of fulfill that law. This is this is in my understanding, in my opinion, this is how Jesus had to fulfill the law, is by actually showing up. Okay, we got to take this to the whole world, guys. Like, come on, we got to take this to the whole world, and you guys are still sitting here with this, like you've been sitting on it and you've been twisting it. So, for your own political or, or, or power struggles or power gains. That's, mm-hmm. that's my thought. I don't know. There is prophecies about, uh, even about Jesus being a light to the Gentiles, which they wouldn't have seen, right? I, I don't know why they, they skip over that. Yeah. I, yeah. I've had my thinking reworked a bit about the purpose of the law in the first place. And it's more a matter of perspective, though. It's not about the details of the whole thing. Because some people can get caught up in whether, uh, like, why did there have to be blood sacrifices and things like that? Well, because, I mean, if it comes down to it, God's flat out said that he doesn't desire the blood of bulls and goats. Like, it's, he says that. So there has to be bigger reasons than what we just see on the surface about got to kill something. So Jesus had to get killed. And so God sent him down so he could get killed. And, and it's, uh, it's just more complicated than that. But in regards to what, what God is setting up with the Jews initially, I've started to see it. And this I've got from listening to other podcasts, things that it's the overwhelming thing is that God desires closeness to his people. Yeah. So for, so because of who he is and who we are, uh, whether you want to call it holiness or whatever, and it's not just because we're so wicked and sinful and that God just, when he sees us, he wants to throw up because we're so gross to him that, we have to have something there or else God will just zap us dead because he's so perfect. He just wants to kill us. That's the perspective I grew up with and got used to. Yeah, well, and in, in when you're looking, and, especially at the Old Testament, that did happen. And it also happened in the New Testament. <laughs> and it happens, but is it because God detests us so much that he wants to get us out of his sight and I don't see it that way anymore I see it as God set up all these Levitical laws and things because more than anything he wanted to be close to his people Yes, and he had to do that in order to gain that closeness with them and that changes your whole perspective it's not about we're so detestable if we want to get to God He's busy off and doing his own thing. Okay, 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 I get it. You want to talk to me. So here's the set of rules. But if you mess up in one of these things, you're screwed. Mm. And I don't see that now. I see that as, well, it's pretty complicated for, obviously, for these people to live a certain way to be able to fulfill whatever God wanted. But all that does is lend more to what Jesus did when he actually accomplished the purpose of the law, which was to draw, to get God closer or to gain us access to God. Yeah. And I, and I think for God to be able to be with us, God with us, Emmanuel, 
when Jesus died, the temple veil was torn in two. Yes. And the symbol, the symbolism in that is so unbelievable that, yeah. and I, I think we don't get it yet. I don't think a lot of us no. understand that we can approach the throne boldly. Well, it's open. And not to everyone and not no. just Christians, not yeah. just, it was it's open. not just, okay, well, I said the sinner's prayer. I pretty much go to church regularly and I only listen to, to, to modern Christian music. So God's good with me, but the other people better clean up a bit. You better <laughs> do some sacrifices if you want to come to God, because God is holy and he'll zap you dead. Hmm. That's the attitude I used to portray, and and I've seen that. And that's, I think that's bad theology, to mm. be honest. Now, I, I, I think I had bad theology about that. I think I see a, a God that desires closeness to people. Yeah. And is went to great lengths to make it happen. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think with, with, uh, in that regard, Jesus fulfilled the law in the fact that his sacrifice was the perfect sacrifice, the perfect blood sacrifice to atone for all sins for everybody. Right. Which is why the temple, uh, uh, the, the, the curtain in the temple, which separated, um, the Holy of Holies, the holiest place that if you went in there, you did die. Because I mean, the priest—if he didn't—if he didn't do everything correctly, um, he died in there. Like that's why they tied a, a, a rope around their waist when they actually entered into the holy of holies to to offer the to offer the sin offerings to God. Um, and they he, had bells on there. Yeah, so they could tell if the guy was alive or not. And then if he yeah. died, they knew to yank him out. Right and. So it's, you know, when Jesus died, I think he fulfilled this part of the law. But God's law is still going to be around until, you know, heaven and earth pass away. Um, I don't think heaven and earth passed away when Jesus died or was resurrected. I don't think that's, but he did fulfill or complete that part of the law and opened up. And so now it wasn't so much wrath or, or anything like that that would come against uh, the Jewish people, um, I think what it was, uh, it, it's not, yeah, it's not the wrath that will come out, like, um, whether, whether it was, be, whether uh, Jesus was doing it, or not Jesus, God was doing it, or other people were oppressing the Jewish nation, God sent them in there to oppress the Jewish nation for something or the other. Now it's an open invitation to to the Holy of Holies, Jesus fulfilled that. And now we are living under the mercy of God. Like we're not, we're not going through as many hard times because of the mercy of God. I mean, I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, but I mean, there is, we're under God's grace and mercy now through Jesus. I think that's what he fulfilled in that part. Like he fulfilled, he made the perfect sin offering. And he was, yeah. That's what I got. That's what I got for like Jesus fulfilling the law. Is that he was the perfect sacrifice. It's accomplished what was meant for them. And then yet he still says it's not abolished. So that we, I think yeah. that's what he's making sure. He's preparing them for what he's going to say. Because he's going to get into, and our next time we talk will be specifically about when the, Jesus teaching about anger. So he says, yeah, sure. Yeah. He's heard it say, don't kill anyone, don't murder them. I'm saying if you're mad at him. If you're angry with them, you're just as guilty. Yeah. So he's going to amp it up now. So it, in yeah. this, he's saying, hey, there's laws and stuff. and But I accomplished, you know, he hadn't accomplished it yet, but he had said, I'm come to do that. But yet he's setting such a high standard. It's like, it's not the thing you're doing. It's what you're thinking. It's, yeah. it's your whole attitude I need to change. Yeah, and that's going to be, that'll be kind of a convicting one, that one. <laughs> and that's, that's just it. I mean, you, you look at, 
you look at the rest the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, and here's some uh, laws, parables, whatever, and it's more just getting into. I think because this is just we're just coming out of the Beatitudes, we're just coming into. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're going to strip this down. Now I'm going to tell you some heavy things, and but let's try to make these into practical applications. Let's try to make this a little bit more practical. Let's let's try to understand how we're going to be able to do this. So, which is why he goes into different parables and proverbs um, later on, and that's why he taught mostly in parables and proverbs. I believe, anyway, is that he was he's just trying to teach us how to how to do this. So, don't think that we're I. Yeah, I saw that people were like. Um, Oh, then, you know, we're no longer under the law. Well, um, yeah, we sort of are. Um, but we're under a lot of mercy and grace, I think, more so than we're under the law so much. But, and I mean, ever since Jesus's um, uh, resurrection and the the tearing of the wall, the tearing of that, and since Jerusalem's been destroyed, there has not been a single sin, sin offering um, in the history of, of Israel since. So we're looking at 2,000 years. Uh, how can they do that then? Um, only with Jesus being the perfect sacrifice, even if they don't believe it. Ooh. So that was that was something that I, I, I remember uh, uh, the, the gentleman from Jews for Jesus uh, announcing. He's like, okay, well, if Jesus didn't have, if, if Jesus' sacrifice wasn't enough, how come we no longer have any sacrifices in, in, in Jerusalem? The temple. Yeah, but they could do it anywhere, right? Oh, they they'll say that it's not at the temple and stuff, but there was none after that. Yeah, before so. that temple, before before Solomon built it, uh, you had a tent. So exactly. So, and I got a book in my house. Well, I got multiple books in my house that can tell you how to build one. <laughs> All the specifications, everything. Oh, exactly right. Yeah. So. So. And then uh, Brandy even gave me the, uh, uh, this book. It's like called Living God's Word. Mm-hmm. And that's probably backwards on your screen. I'm not too sure. Might be. I don't know. I'll see it in about 10 seconds, 20 seconds when YouTube finally catches up with that. Anyway, <laughs> and this is, this, is, this is something she highlighted for like this whole God's law. Yeah, looking at YouTube, it's backwards. Okay. And uh, this is this is something that she highlighted, and it's and I just want to read this to you. Those who want to enter the kingdom must embrace Jesus's righteousness, a heart, a heart righteousness that fulfills God's holy standards and far surpasses the hypocritical piety, piety put forth by some of the religious leaders of Jesus's day. Jesus' intention to fulfill the Old Testament law is clearly spelled out in Matthew 5, 21 through 48, where he applies kingdom righteousness in six scenarios. So this is what we're going to be coming on later. Six scenarios dealing with murder, adultery, divorce, vows, retaliation, and loving one's enemies. So we were talking about this, and we're going to get into this in the next few episodes. Here, Jesus stresses the true purpose and intention of the Old Testament as it is fulfilled by his life, ministry, and teachings. Jesus is the culmination and completion of the first part of the great story. Culmination. Fulfillment. I like that. Hmm. Before we uh, run out of time, verse 20, um, why does he add this warning in there? I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and Pharisees, you will never enter in the kingdom of heaven. Is that because they thought they're on the top tier of righteousness, like they're doing it all right. Mm-hmm. They're doing all the things. So why is he saying you got to be better than them even? And how can they even accomplish that? 
Well, I think that's what he goes into in the next in the next uh, things too. Is like, okay, now this is how we're going to apply this. This is how you're mm-hmm. going to become more yeah. righteous. This is this is still like still like the opening statements on his mission statement. And it's like, you know what? And yeah, and every and I mean, we're going to fail at it. I mean, Peter did for a long time. So, but I mean, we got to see how. I I don't know. I don't know, it just makes sense to me. So if if I'm a hateful jerk my whole life, but I haven't killed anyone, what's the big deal, right? That's sort of precursor for next time. But, but I mean, okay, I, I or if, if I'm, uh, you know what, I've never slept around on my wife, but I'm pervert all my life, and I'm, you know, doing all the things that... I shouldn't be doing in in that department. And Jesus is saying, "What yeah, your righteousness has to be better." I guess he called them hypocrites too, right? So they would have been. Oh, he totally did. Yeah, he totally. Well, I, I think if if we if we have this discussion and don't talk about hypocrisy in the sense that um, our faith, our belief in God, and our practice in what being a God follower, Jesus follower is. If it's fake, if it's just a set of rules that I could be technical about, but still in my heart, I'm a vile, terrible person. Uh, What makes you think that's what God wants? Oh, exactly. Right. I mean, how many, how many Christian artists have fallen hard? Or how many pastors have been found um, um, sexually uh, abusing people or um, cheating on their wives or cheating mm-hmm. on their spouse, right? How many, how many times has that happened? And you know what? The world is watching and the world points it out fast, really fast. Yeah, and they probably should pointing out that kind of hypocrisy it's like it's ridiculous yeah yeah but then i can't like i've said in my the the new version of me is not going to get in that fight and point the finger i'm going to use the words of jesus and uh he's saying i warn you so he's warning me i gotta do better than that not worry about what their trashy version of being a follower of God is and just up my game. And that's what God, and that's what Jesus was saying there. It's like, you got to up your game. Yeah. Up your game. That's you got to be better than these t- religious leaders who are also ripping you off. Is that what it says in the message? Um, Yo bros, you got to up your game. <laughs> that's the new message for gamers. Yo, your boy here. <laughs> yeah. GG. <laughs> from 20 so from 20 even in the message is like trivialize even the smallest item in god's law and you will only have trivialized yourself but take it seriously show the way for others and you will find honor in the kingdom unless you do far better than the pharisees in the matters of right living you won't know the first thing about entering the kingdom Yeah, and that does lead in, like, we're doing a break here now. And in most Bibles, there's a paragraph, but none of that's in the original book of Matthew, right? It doesn't have chapters. No. And verses. So it would have led naturally into that. Which will be the topic for the next episode. Next few episodes. Next few. But that, it'll be fun. So what do we want to, what do you want to take from all this as far as the rest of your week? What's kind of, how's this going to affect you in a positive way? How's yeah, it going to make you think? Yeah, because I mean, this, this is, this, you know, that's, that's the great thing about uh, doing this podcast is that it's actually challenging me to become a better, um, to, to live this out better. Um, 
it's it's you know I here I am on a public forum saying that yes I'm a Christian and I am really trying to figure this stuff out. Uh, so I have to kind of figure out that you know yeah I'm I'm not going to be under God's law. In 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 so much as you know the sacrifices and I'm not going to set up a stone altar outside of my garage here and start sacrificing animals. I'm not a priest anyway, uh, from the tribe of Levi, so I wouldn't be able to. Um, but I am going to live under God's grace and mercy, and I am going to keep uh, uh, the two laws that Jesus said are the most important, foremost in my mind, where it's, um, uh, you know, love God with everything that you have. Get into a right relationship with him. Love everybody else just the same. So, and that second that second part is going to be just as hard. I'm not going to say that loving God is loving your is neighbor be easy. covers all the bases anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to murder someone that I love. I'm not going to covet. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to all those things. Yeah. If, if if I'm showing love, that's yeah. right. That's right. So that's that's what I'm taking away from this. Is like do better. <laughs> <laughs> do better <laughs> well <laughs> that might be that might be simplifying it a lot but you know and also we got to remember it's not about accept god accepting us like that so i'm just once again reminded of what jesus did and what it wasn't something i could earn so we it's not in this passage but there's so much of it in the book of Romans and stuff and in Paul's writings that this isn't something we've earned. This isn't this. It's not something that uh, we deserve, but it's, but God loves us so much that he did it for us. Yeah. So then in it, we're, we're so grateful that we want to fulfill this. We want to keep living this way, the way Jesus showed us how to live in love and well, I guess that's what's inspiring me to try not be such a judgy old turd. Right? Do better. Try to Yeah. <laughs> do better. Don't be such a turd. Do better. Write be the type down. of Christian that you you wish other or that you wish you would run into. Yeah. I'll quote that somewhere. Write it down. Write it down. Well, this was good. Yeah. Okay. But I need to I need to stress a few things before we sign off. Um, again, about the, the building a relationship with our listeners. Uh, Discord is the best place. If that scares you, that uh, we can help you with that. And on Twitter, I'll be posting things throughout the week. I'm not on other media, but I know that uh, some other people are. So, but... Um, in order to share this stuff, because I'm not on Facebook, I might need you guys to do some of that. So share this stuff. Like I said, it's not because uh, more viewers uh, bring us funds or, or or win a competition. We just want more people to know about this through word of mouth. So we're counting on you to do that. Uh, but if not, that's fine. I'm not pressuring anybody. But I do want to know what you think about these things we talk about. Even if you completely disagree, if you're polite, I'm I'm cool with that. And I want to know what you think. So that's on our Discord. So if you want to find this Discord magical thing, I put links in our Twitter. So if you're following more about Jesus on Twitter, then you're good. You'll find it there. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening on Spotify or Apple, there's links to our Discord in that as well. So just click on that and we won't push you aside. We won't we won't make fun of you. It's a pretty cool place. And it's simple. I like it better than Facebook because there's not a bunch of arguing people there. I can kick out the people that <laughs> <laughs> we have more control. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sounds kind of communist, but it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. We have a really good community there, so... Yeah. Yeah. Join in the conversation. I'd love to say that it's growing, but it hasn't grown a bit for a little bit, so... One person, please, just join our Discord so I could say 
to uh, next time advertise join our growing community <laughs> and um i already said that we're on twitter i'm at alan on 68 on twitter daniel's danny boy dunbar reach out we want you to be a part of this conversation and uh i think that's all oh you have an email but nobody uses it but you could be the first and you'll get that free coaster that daniel has uh, as a prize <laughs> if you're our first emailer we're about jesus21 at gmail.com yes all right so i'm al i am daniel and we will be back to talk more about jesus all right love everybody out there god bless all of you.